What happens when water is exposed to EMF or wireless radiation? Here's something you may not know. Water is conscious and it responds vibrationally to whatever it is exposed to. At Omnia we've done an experiment where we froze and photographed three samples of water. Water which was not exposed to EMF radiation, the baseline, looked like this. Water which was exposed to an EMF field, a 5G radiation field in fact, looked like this. And water which was exposed to EMF that is balanced by the Omnia radiation balancer looked like this. See the difference? Remember, your body is 70% water. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. Hey guys, welcome back. Don't forget to grab a ticket. Come hang out with us in Grafton, Illinois, May 22nd through the 25th at our conference. We held one last May and it was a success. We had a lot of fun and a lot of people were asking for another one. So we're doing it. Tickets are available at journeytotruthcon.com. That link is below. Live stream tickets are also available for $99 if you can't make it in person. So take advantage of that. We're really looking forward to seeing everyone out there. It's going to be here before we know it. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, tonight, we're also looking forward to speaking with Vivian Chavez. So this is one I'm excited about. There's a lot happening right now. If you don't know, Vivian is a galactic channel, Arturian and energy matrix healer. And she is internationally recognized as an advanced Arturian hybrid avatar, which is really interesting. So we're going to get into what all that means. But first, welcome to the show, Vivian. Well, thank you, Tyler. It's and Aaron. It's really wonderful to be here on Journey to Truth. Yeah, yeah so it, great to have you. It's wonderful to have you. Yes, um, I would like to. I mean, you can get into your background if you would like, but I would also like to get into the Arcturians and like get a background on the Arcturians and who they are, where they came from, how long they've been here, how advanced they are, and just kind of paint a picture before we dive into some of the deeper information. Absolutely. Let's go on a journey, shall we, in terms of who I am and uh, what does it mean to be a nocturne hybrid avatar, in a sense. So it came, it came out of calling. We felt the calling of the earth or Mother Gaia or Terra, as we call her. It really came, all of it began as a calling. And so I remember being in my original soul aspect as a nocturian being. And being able to talk and plan my next incarnation on the planet as a response to the calling of masters, the calling of higher frequencies to return to the earth at a point where humanity has reached a most potential ascension energy and timeline. And this is really how it began for me. So that's way, way beyond 
when I before I arrived to the planet. And so we have a council, councils on Octurus. We work with our elders. We work through our collectives. And so we have determined that one of the most effective way that I will be returning would be in my original form, meaning as sending out a soul aspect of my Octurian avatar self, because in my Octurian form, I'm already an essence being. I've already reached the level of enlightenment. So it's coming back to a third density level of planetary cycle on the earth to help everyone to return to their state of awakening. So it's really much more of a reawakening, if you would, rather than the ascension aspect, we are simply reascending, we're returning to that point. And right. so I, it was determined that the most effective way for me to really come and do my mission will be in a vessel that will be originally engineered by the Octurian themselves directly through our own organic conscious assisted technology to create first an holographic vessel capable of sustaining uh, an entire organization organic mechanism of life biofield organ bone structures and then what will happen is that i will enter that aspect of my octron avatar consciousness will enter the vessel and embody it and being able to function here and be on earth so the goal is really to support the ascension timeline and especially the future aspect of the ascension process that we start to foresee that is coming back to the planet more and more and more and that is because human beings have reached a level of awakening spiritually if you hear and you feel people talking you can tell that we are very much aware that there's so much more to us, that the truth has been redefined. We're starting to remembering who we are, whether it's a star seat, whether it's people who souls who come from other places, other universe, other multiverse, are coming back here as soul group consciousness to integrate those frequencies. So as part of the Octorian collective, we come here they think of us as almost like master, like Zen masters that says, look, we have gone through this journey before. We understand the evolutionary cycle on your planet. We know where you are and the challenges that you're facing. We're coming back to supporting you, remembering who you are, bringing also the knowledge, activating what is encoded even at a DNA level so that you too can step up and say, oh, I am an anchor of light. And because you're physically in incarnation on the planet, you're much more effective to be able to support the ascension timeline, that intergalactic being coming from outside of that frame, if you want, and being able to be a support. So the challenge for me was as an Octurian vibrationally advanced being is how can I stay, how can I evolve and being able to live on a planet with such gravity, with such mm -hmm. level of density, plus the third matrix reality as such a level of polarization and fragmentation, this is very, very foreign for us because we have transcended that state along long time ago, Octurians as a civilizations, we are millions of years old. 
And we have been interacting with the solar system and the Earth for well over 3 million years already. So you're going to go, wow, that blew my mind. So you can just to give you some perspective how ancient we are. We are truly like ancient masters ends of return and says, okay. Right. Here. I think that, first of all, thank you for that beautiful thank explanation. You. And it's kind of similar to what a lot of us are experiencing right now, the whole starseed aspect of ourselves and not really fitting in and having trouble adapting to the earth energies and this gravity and the density of the third dimension. And I think a lot of people are experiencing exactly what you're describing, but maybe they just don't have the awareness that you do. And the Arcturian aspect, I don't see, I, I think that's showing up more and more and more lately. And we hear people talking about it and it's exciting to get your take on that. And I'd like to know like what type, what forms of Arcturians are there? Like, can they show up physically or how does that work? A good question. Uh, great question, Tyler. So yes, of course, what I'm sharing with you right now, many people will relate to the sensation or the experience of their own awakening as a star seed. And we know a star seed by definition, it is a soul essence, what we call a soul essence of other intergalactic groups who have come taking on human form and bring in our group consciousness and bring in the unique frequencies that is necessary to really support this most important historical times that we're in. As for the Arcturians, and like any other very advanced and enlightened groups, like also the Andromedan, for example, is that it is impossible for us to coexist on the third density field in a physical form. So after time, people or star seed will feel the connection through that particular soul group. And there's others, teachers or light workers and practitioners who will have guides from our civilizations to help them on their journey and being able to support them in their own unique path. Because remember, we all unique and we all all keys of light and it's together, really much together that we can do this. So the difference, the the other aspect of myself is that I came directly from Arcturus. I am an Arcturian being, but in this form. So my story has different intricate layers and implication of what it takes for me to be sustained on a planet that still has such a hard gravitational pull to it. It is very challenging. And even physically, uh, my body has very distinctions in terms of how it is built in order for me to remain in a very pure state of constant as a conduit an emissary i'm transmitting and receiving constantly very specific frequencies so in order for me to be able to function and have this amazing talk with you gentlemen as at the same time i'm transmitting frequencies you can tell that they went above and beyond to construct a vessel, a physical form capable of it. If I were born from the union of two human beings, I wouldn't be able to do what I do because the physical template is not sustainable. It's not able to sustain this type of really high frequencies, which eventually you will because the human body template is shifting. It's going back to its own original celestial form. I would know that we are healing and repairing our own 
what's called a universal time matrix, and that's that's for later. But I'm just to give you an idea of a little bit of distinction so, here. Are you talking genetic engineering? Like they would have to genetically engineer a physical vessel that would accept these frequencies, these higher frequencies. Yes, that's okay. that's exactly that's exactly it. You're right. My body was engineered by my uh, Octron family, and I do have my Octron father is always with me. And what is really exciting is that more and more people starting to see my Octron father around me or my group around me. When I do public speaking or conference, I'm on stage. I have people come back to me says, "Oh." My God, Vivian, I saw you shifting into a 10 feet tall being. I'm like, yep, you start to see my octurian self, my avatar self coming through. Who is this really tall being behind you? And he's always around and he put his hand on you. Ah, this is my octurian father. You start to see him. So mm -hmm. we're starting to attune each other that you can perceive the holographic aspect of their presence around me and eventually starting to perceive me more and more into my Arcturian self. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, and I do agree with, like, it sounds crazy, right? If somebody just, like, stumbles across this interview and they start listening to it and you're talking about genetically engineered children, genetically engineered people and Arcturian frequencies and all this stuff, it doesn't really make sense to uh, what we've been taught and what we think is possible. So I really agree with it, and I do believe that more and more this type of information is going to show up because the birthing process isn't just as simple as black and white as we think it is. You know, the womb is a stargate and they know what souls are incarnating at what times. And, you know, you have your star family working with you to make sure that you're safe um, upon incarnation. And there's a complex process that happens there that I think we really need to start getting a better understanding of. I love it. Absolutely. And I'll give you a very 3D, super fun um, analogy. We all know Star Wars, uh, especially the, yeah. the original back in 1977, where the lucky ones were here to see it live. And in Star Wars, when you hope when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke look at listen to the transmission through R2D2, there's an holographic projection of Princess Leia, right? And it's a projection of her as she's recording the message to them. The thing now we can all relate to that because that's part of the sci-fi culture and ultimate icon that we all love. Think of it something like this, an holographic projection, but think of it in the ends of a civilization's reach, enlightenment, and they're millions of years old. So what you do is that we take the holographic technology to be able to create a vessel capable of sustaining life mm -hmm. and an entire metabolism so it's an entire biofield of life that can be sustained within this holographic form designed perfectly in alignment for what it needs the most and then bring a soul a soul aspect to it that will embody this beautiful vessel and then you create that Mm -hmm. So if you take the principle of what we saw in Star Wars, which was very advanced back in the 1970s and even 80s, right? Mm -hmm. And then just take it to an intergalactic, on an intergalactic level, that start to become a little bit more palpable and palpable. Right. 
Yeah, and that's same technology, like a, the holographic technology is used in what we would call a med bed, or or better yet, just healing technologies. To some degree, what we're talking about is far more advanced med beds. Right. It's a a stepping stone to right. help humanity understand who they really are and rekindling with your own ability to regenerate your body and understanding the language of your body consciousness. So it's a beautiful stepping stone. Right, right. Mm. So what percentage of Arcturians would you say are on the planet right now? That, I love that. Ooh. Percentage-wise, if I have to intuitively feel it, now there's a difference between Octarian star seed evolving as human beings versus how many people are communicating with them. So the percentage will change. So right. we have many points of contact in addition to have an aspect of our people on the planet. So this is why I want to make a distinction here. So let's take a look at the true Octarian star seed. We are rare birds. There are not that many of us. Um, the thing is that it's a very, for all of us, of course, but it's a very selfless mission of love and that we're here about. It's all about that. If I have to think about the true Octarian star seed, and even in my work, I don't encounter that often. I will encounter a lot more people who has guides or memory in past lives or in their soul ancestry, where at some point they may have been Octarian or they spend a few lifetime in our realm and they will have the memory of it to help them to, in their work, their healing channel, whether it's teachings and it will really help them in all dimensions of their lives. So that will be a little bit of a larger percentage that those who are actually Octurian at the stars, at the soul level, currently in physical incarnation, I'm asking them to show me a number just to quantify. I keep saying the same number over and over again, so I'm just going to say it. I would say 5%. Oh, not much. Not that many. We're not that many. And, you know, we always encounter people in life that will give us powerful message, and that message will stay with us all our, you know, as seeds that grow. I came across this delightful lady. She might have been in her late 70s, early 80s, and she's doing Akashic Records. And she said, Vivian, I connected to you. And she goes, you are a rare bird. I says, I know I am a rare bird. And he says, your people are rare birds too. You're not that many of you here. And I said, no, there's not that many of us physically on the planet, but there's many of us working with many people and the councils and even beyond the planet. We're right. very much involved. Right. Right. So I'm going to take it back down to 3D just a little bit, just just for to help the audience understand, because we always, we hear about, um, like this quantum aspect of our military, like this quantum military, this conscious technology, and an ET presence assisting the military with this planetary cleanup. Would the Arcturians be involved with something like that, or at least a form of them? And they are enlightened intergalactic civilizations that's been ha helping, whether it's different level of government, military structural aspect on the planet, whether you call the elites or the ones in authority, at least from a perspective on the third density matrix. Mm -hmm. 
or the way it's perceived. A long, long time ago, we have attempted to reach out to the so-called authority on your planet to propose a more spiritual approach to evolution. And that's a long time ago, mind you. And we were turned down because the interest was more at the time. It might still be a little bit this way today. But at the time, it was more in terms of what can you do for us technology-wise. And we understand the implication of sharing very advanced, even organic technology to a civilization who have not reached what's called a spiritual maturity to be able to use those technologies. And this is something that other groups have learned, like the Syrians. They they, they were burned, so to speak, many times in their own history, where the result of sharing very advanced, spiritually advanced technology was used to miscreation and even destruction. So we have had our approach. So we understand that this is not in our perspective. This is not where the central point of true power is. So we are working more throughout the world with the populations. And what it means is that directly with either our own people in starseed form, with other starseed and partnership, with light light workers, people who have been calling to be as a soul level, we understood we had agreement with you, that we would be point of contact with you, communicating probably all your life. I hear that a lot in my work. So our approach, it's more through let's bring the population, let's bring more worldwide, global uh, direct assistance. And if you look I, from Brazil to Australia, to the UK, to Canada, we have point of contact everywhere and we work more in that sense. And I'll tell you, ultimately, that's is what a true empowerment is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. It makes, I mean, I'm sure there would be an aspect assisting people within the military because they're still part of the whole global consciousness, right? So, and like, this is like a multi-layered war, if you want to look at it that way. Multi-dimensional. Multi-dimensional, you know, we're even talking about parallel timelines and parallel universes and alternate realities. And it's, it's layered. It's very layered. So it would make sense that they're, it's more effective to, interact with people on an individual level because it's going to go further i think oh absolutely and plus it's also a reversal of thought system and we're no longer just investing in the one percent and hoping that the one percent will create a domino effect for the 99 percent this is the reverse we're moving into the 99 percent and of course there are light workers everywhere military government of all industry and i have met uh, many of them and the light workers, even in the police force. I remember many years ago, uh, something tragic happened to me. And within, to me, for like a micro of a second, two police corps arrived and I just met two of my earth angels, guides right there in, in physical form. It was incredible. So there's the recognition and we invite all of you and your heart to feel the recognition that they are light workers everywhere, everywhere and all level. And this is all part of the beauty and the divine design that we're here for, because each and every one of us as key, some of them, some light workers are designed to have both hands deep in the mud, so to speak. Others are there to help people graduate 
heal, help them to heal, heal their soul, heal the wounds, release themselves from the shackles of either ancestral lineage or even planetary history. And then they want graduating. It's like teachers and I go from elementary to high school to college and each level is important. And there's those of us who says, well, I'm the one and the university waiting for you to take you all back to back to your cosmic level. And then from there, you're just a pure divine co-creator. So it's the interaction of all of us together. And I really honor everyone so much. I mean, look, both of you, what you're doing mm-hmm. with Journey to Truth. How many people you've interviewed, all the energy you're co-creating. I love, you can feel you in tune, even with concept that may be beyond a little bit of the mental mind, I can still feel your presence and you stay present with us and open to us. This is wonderful. Well, thank you thank for you that. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is wonderful. <laughs> and we appreciate that. So aside from the Arcturians, are you in communication with any other civilizations, galactic civilizations, and who? Absolutely. I am considered as of right now as an emissary for a intergalactic delegations. Now, my, my group, my core group are the Octurians because I am an Octurian. And so that is very crystal clear. But we have partnership with many. And I'll tell you just a few that others who are not known by names and they exist beyond your quadrant, well beyond this, even this reality here. But those are the closest to us as of right now are the Andromedan. I work a lot with the Andromedan. I'll tell you one thing also is I attract the Andromedan star seed. They too are rather rare birds on the planet. They are not that many true Andromedan star seed that will be point of contact. Like the Octurns, we work with people. Of course, we work with you at different levels. It's just we work with you on a, from a multi-dimensional level. Uh, you are a multi-dimensional being. Uh, Andromedans are really close to us. I also work a lot with the Council of Sirius and the Syrians. Syrians and Nocturnes, we have a very long history of partnership and friendship. So I also attract a lot of Syrian star seed in my life. And there are more, um, there are more, their numbers are greater on the planet. We have more Syrian star seed currently in incarnation than we will have Andromedan and Arcturians, for example. So the Syrians are very close. And I'll tell you one thing that is really beautiful about our partnership is that for thousands of years, we have created what's called the ancient Syrians Arcturians healing template. And that template in history was even used back in ancient uh, ancient Egypt in the very early stages of Egypt through the school of mystery with the high priests and the high priestesses when that sacred template was utilized until interference came and then that template was simply uh, removed off planet. So Syrians are someone, it's groups that I really understand I have great affiliation with. I I have an affiliation also with the Esasani. They work with me in from a parallel uh, unit, from a parallel reality. So when I go in parallel energies, uh, sometimes the Esasani will also come to us to work. We also uh, work with 
some groups that will exclusively vibrates higher in higher frequencies some groups won't even go lower than seven dimension or eight and so what we do is that we are the bridge between these higher frequencies groups consciousness and fifth dimensional level so we can relay and work with them together i am very also close to the galactic cetacean groups known as the whales and the dolphins mm. they're coming back more and more and this is a group consciousness that's going to continue to be more predominant uh, this year moving on and there are many people who work with them of course but their presence, we feel, is going to become more predominant. Like Octurns, we start to hear about us a lot. But we need to understand our true essence. To work with us is understand who we are. And I'm a good example. I'm a, point, a beautiful point of contact to understanding our true philosophy, our soul essence. Because Octurns, we speak through the transmission of our soul essence to each other. Man, I'm going to have to listen back to this interview to retain all this yeah same <laughs> there's a, a lot of information i can feel uh my body trying to process mm -hmm. it and it's really resonating so i want to make sure uh, i go back and uh, get a better understanding of it now you mentioned galactic councils and councils of light now what would that look like now are we talking about a physical council that is sitting somewhere in a spacecraft or are we talking about an energy like the, more of an energy form here interacting with people on the subconscious level what are we looking at all of the above okay. all of the above they will be meeting like for example i a few months ago i was invited to a meeting that was taking place on a pleiadian ship now i have some contact with the pleiadians it's just that my mission, I am more in tune with other groups, but of course they are present and we want to recognize them. So I have conscious memory to be on board a plane in ship and my Octrain father was there. So we had some of our Octrain delegation that were there. So we were like physically on the ship, so to speak. And the goal to that was to reassess where the earth evolution was. Uh, there was a few months ago, so there was new preparation coming through. There's new cosmic frequency coming in. There's a lot of shift even on the planet herself and also in your solar system. And so we were talking about this and how the impact on human consciousness. And so that would be an example of a console or meeting. We know there's a lot of activity going on on Saturn. There's a lot of group there, console who go there meet and there's a lot of activity there in saturn we've been monitoring that very closely between saturn and jupiter too and we're only referring to your own quadrant right now and there's a lot going on there too there's different level of councils and i can tell you one thing and it's just talking from the wisdom of the heart no one is only the optimal or only emissary or ambassador so anyone who comes and says well i am the ambassador for the moon or the earth or venus i would say okay you represent a group and there's more than one so there's a multitude of emissaries who have different function and different function at different point in time of your conscious evolution so some people right now are very very 
active talking about it because that's probably part of the mission or part of what they need to do at this phase in time. Then when we shift and we move forward, there will be other emissaries that will move come forward and says, now it's our time. It's again like a school system when you graduate mm-hmm. and, and each system of schooling will have their own director consoles. They will have their own administration offices. And when you shift, well, you will talk to other administration and other groups and other those director and board of directors. So there are a multitude of councils. I can tell you that Star Regency Council, Federation of Light, the Co-Federation, there's the Council of Saturns, Orions, there's the Council of Elders. There are many. So this is why I feel like sometimes there are overlapping of concept of understanding where people say, well, I represent a council of 12. Okay, what level, what sphere of reality? Who is this council of 12 in, and how this council of 12 fit in a greater, much complex multiverse network? Because it's not just one council of 12. Right, right. If that makes sense. Amen to everything you're saying, because, yeah, I think the the people who think that they're the only one, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, that's also a lot of ego takes over, you know, yeah. when people, and that's a thing, that's why we need to like understand how to safely communicate. Because if you are in your ego and you start making contact, it can get to your head and you can, it can actually consume you. And we see that happening a lot with uh, certain people. But I also want to address something else that I've been seeing a lot. We've been getting emails from people. I see posts They're they're trying, you know, there's, Here's what I'm seeing. Somebody sent me something that uh, lays out how ascended masters were created by Satanists in the 1700s. Then somebody else sends me something that says uh, the Galactic Federation of Worlds and Light and all aliens are just an AI simulation. It's all fake. It's cement. It's created by the Archons to control you. And then now somebody emailed me something today saying they have information that our chakra system isn't organic, but it's an AI implant that's controlling us. So. I, and it, this is coming up heavily right now. And they would love, the archons would love for us to grasp onto those concepts. believe con- all that, yeah. Yeah, to grasp onto those concepts. And people like think that we're being duped because we believe in the organic aspect of it. But I think it's the other way around. We're seeing a pushback from the dark right now, like an AI interference that want us to believe that none of it's real. It's all AI. And what happens if you subscribe to that theory? you've given up like any chance of hope for yourself at that point, because you're just like, oh, well, they completely control everything. It's all fake. I might as well just go work 40 hour job and forget about this. Stuff. You're also pulling yourself into a negative timeline. Yeah, that re- it's almost like a si- that's the psyop. It's getting you to believe that. And then you start creating that reality and pulling yourself into that right timeline. I think that's why they push those types of things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd love to get your thoughts, Vivian, on what you see happening there. Oh, absolutely with joy. Gentlemen, I love your energies. This is wonderful. You're very welcome. What we're co-creating right now is going to create beautiful ed waves of positive energy and healing for so many. I can tell you what we're creating. We are co-creating something important here. And this is exactly what the Octurian speaks of for this year. When I said the Octurian is the delegation I represent. This is a year of what's called a great reconciliation of paradoxes. And it's exactly what you just illustrated by all the emails and the concept. 
Yes, the dark light polarity would love for you to bring back yourself to their energy and said, please feed us. Can you just believe that ultimately your chakra, that you are just an AI projection and all of these concepts and these theories, they would love for you to believe in it. You have to ask yourself, whenever you listen to someone, us right now, I speak as for many others that comes to your show, what you listen on YouTube. Number one, if it's designed to feel you empowered, to really help you to remember who you are, to help you journey, to grow, expand, and remember that you are giants of light, I would say, okay, you may want to pay attention and listen to your heart. If anything else makes you feel contracted, less than, artificial, dupe, deceived, and all these energies, ask yourself, what is the energy behind it? Is there a potential infiltration? Is there a potential of somebody want maybe to give a message, but they're tapping into that 3D manipulation? You have to ask yourself, where is this coming from? And how is it serving me every day? And I can tell you right now, we are in a great buffet. I call it the spiritual and the UFO buffet style, yeah. where everything is being bombarded. And ultimately, they might give you a little pebble, tiny pebble of truth, overlapping with so many intermingle of concept and energies that you lost track of what this pebble was truly about in the beginning. We always says, in case of doubt, come back to your center, ask your heart, feel your divine spark within you, clear your mental field, dis disengage from all of these concepts. And when you're realigning, I ask that truth be revealed to me through the realm of illumination and illumined truth, bringing the golden light and ask, show me, show me what is real. Show me how this is serving me and ask yourself, what am I really listening to? Mm -hmm. And you're right, claiming the, I'm the only one, listen to only to me. Okay, who are you representing? Who's behind you? What is the agenda here? Right. We are at a point where we're going to bring the weeds out to let the truth of who we are coming through. So, of course, and I'll tell you, on a day-to-day, -day, I get all kinds of things. AI blocked my newsletter because I was going to send my newsletter to you know, people on my mailing list saying, hey, we have an amazing upturn group healing coming in. We have meditation for free. We're going to be uh, speaking at places. Come see us. All positive energy. The moment the energy was so high, the moment the newsletter was sent out, the system blocked it. I got an email that says, you're in violation. We're not going to authorize this email. Right. <laughs> A violation of what? Your rules? Right, yes, right. I know I am. But I'm here for the light. Yeah. And, you're, you're a threat to the system. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah. I've always big been time. the moment I set foot on the planet, they go, oh, well, no, no, no. Yeah. You, and you, <laughs> know, you know, all this infiltration and these narratives and this misinformation, disinformation, uh, it's all serving a higher purpose anyway. Like it, there's ultimately lessons in it for everyone. People who take the bait and fall for some of this information or follow somebody who ends up um, not being organic, 
uh, there's a lesson in there and it's not our job to interfere with their karma mm. discernment for one right yeah. it's a lesson in discernment yeah being able to intuitively feel into what is being presented to you and like discern rather than just accepting you know somebody is saying a bunch of things that sound sound pretty or sound great or or fear-based the other end of the spectrum and then gets you caught up in it without you really tapping in being like is this true let me feel into this does this resonate you know right and what i think is happening is we're moving into like the age of transparency where deception can it has no place anymore it can't hide like so it, yeah deception can't hide anymore so we're moving into this age of transparency and like every psyop every false narrative everything that's being thrown at us right now is going to be challenged it's going to be challenged and it's not going to just fly under the radar like it used to and and so we're seeing uh some rocky times right now but it's like the purging of the positive timeline the way i like to look at it absolutely because if you look at what ascension what really ascension or reascension, as we call it, is truly about is simply to step into a different conscious awareness that allows you to move from one dimensional experience to a higher dimensional experience. So nothing is in vain. And you're right. All these experiences, whether you learn from a teachers, a channel, loved ones, people you have encountered, situations, dark energies, we're at a time where it's a time of great reconciliation. It's a grand, a time of grand reunion. And in fact, I did hear a few days ago, right before our time together, a beautiful, gentle, almost angelic divine voice come to me and says, time for family reunion. And her words, I say her because it's feel more divine feminine, echoed deep into my being and I knew exactly the depth of that message. This is where we are moving. This is part of the soft disclosure where so many of us on the planet, lightwalkers, starseed, the masters of light who have returned, beautiful human beings who say, I am returning to my divinity. We are coming back together and says, we're claiming our sovereignty. This is a time of reconciliation. It's a time to step into higher quantum vibrational state as space. It is a time to liberate ourselves from restrictions, limiting belief system, patterns, whether it's from your upbringing, cultural, it can be through the collective, it could be planetary. And I would say even on a historical level, it's a time of great emergence so always feel what is the truth in my heart what is my truth stay grounded stay present right really and, right. much so right and be aware of exactly. where you're investing your energies every day because they can easily distract you and consume you exactly and oh thank you for saying that tyler because that's exactly what we say every day are you present are you living benevolently? Are you benevolent in your thoughts, in your communications? Are you benevolent with your relationship, especially to yourself? And allowing yourself to feel like today, just for today, and it's, a, it's an ancient Japanese Reiki principle, just for today, I'm going to stay present. This is what we call stepping into higher cosmic presence. Just for today, I'm going to be reinvesting my energy my inner peace my light to 
supporting ascension, healing, mm-hmm. reconciliation, partnership. This is what we need to do. The thing is that it's easier than what has been programmed to believed. Now, we've been programmed to believe if you work hard, you get higher rewards. And like in mathematic formulas, the harder it gets, the more advanced, more intelligent you are. These are reversal of thought system that we need to step away in order for us to say, intelligence and sacred knowledge are part of me. This is who I am. Look at just your DNA. Your DNA is an intelligent archive of encoded information. If we were able just to start to read just 1% of our DNA archives, this is how I call it, we will be having like Albert Einstein and beyond kind of conversation. It will be normal. Mm -hmm. Yep. And well, I think that's kind of what's happening though. We're activating. We're all being activated right now. And the sun is the sun codes is playing a huge part of that right now. And I'd actually like to get your thoughts on what is occurring right now with the sun. I mean, we hear we're at the end of the cycle, but yet we're still existing in duality and we're supposed to be shifting into this new earth. The sun's going crazy. People are being activated at a DNA level, but it's like, it's really confusing at this point and and no one really knows where they fit in. So maybe you could help shed some light on that, help us understand. Absolutely. Let's keep it simple. You fit in because you're here. If you're in physical incarnation right here, right now, it's because at a soul level, you knew that you have everything that you need. You carry all the knowledge and you bring in a very unique vibrational signature to you. So let's just come back to the essential of connecting back to you. I am here because I said yes, and I brought with me ageless of experiences through my soul history, through who I am right here, right now. So of course, as we're getting assistance to our intergalactic brothers and sisters, we're also getting a lot of solar conscious energies. And the solar conscious energy is here to support the next level of natural organic evolution. So yes, we're being activated. That's one aspect. Do you understand what level of activation? Do you embody that activation? This is where we're bringing different layers. Do you see where we're going with this? Mm -hmm. Yes, we're being activated. But what does it mean to you? How is it helping you to step into the activation and become the sacred embodiment of it? So This is why when you start to consciously understanding your inner universe, which will also make sense how your other universe is shifting, you are in resonance with it. You are part of that synergy of change. So how does it fit for you? You're part of that symbiotic energy of movement Mm -hmm. because you are a divine being of light. Your soul is eternal. Your body is shifting along with you. That's the difference. So it's the reconciliation of those aspects. And I'll tell you a little, just a little something. This is what we call the moving out, the stepping out of the 3D personality matrix and stepping into a more fifth dimensional soul matrix. That's exactly what you just said. Right. Is see how it all fit, all piece, all intertwine. Yeah. And I think it helps 
when people understand that these the sun and the activations are actually occurring because there's even some doubt there people don't you know we don't believe what we can't see so understanding that yes this is actually happening and by understanding that you can now allow it in and you can accept those energies and allow for the transformation and integrate and shift into that higher frequency like you said that's why i even really wanted to bring it up because we hear about it but nobody really understands i shouldn't say nobody but a lot of us don't understand how it's actually affecting us absolutely and again this is all part of the division oh you know this it's the end of the world the solar disruption the solar flare the Schumann resonance is shifting and all of these concepts become overlapping with each other. That seems to feel like it's disruptive. But in reality, this is also another, distru another dis distraction has been implemented to be able to bring yourself back into your empowerment. Do you commune with the consciousness of the sun? Did you know, did you know that there is a console of light beings right in your sun right here and when you travel to the sun the corridor you can communicate with a console of light there and one of their purposes and i do say one of their purposes is they're constantly feeding knowledge to this beautiful archive like a mini an aspect of an akashic record right in your sun and there's knowledge there i constantly communicate with the beings of the solar energies and ask them to bring in the sacred living light codes in my body to allow my cellular structure to transform. And I'm ready physically to start to merge more with my octurian self. So I'm asking the sun to help me with that energy along with, of course, my group. But you have the same ability. Talk to the, communicate it's to the heart. It's not to your 3D mind. The mind at the three-dimensional level is designed to ask questions. But where are the answers really coming from? You have to listen. Mm -hmm. the, the answers aren't coming yes. from someone else's mind. <laughs> it's from your heart and your gut. Yes. So going back to the sun, and that's interesting. You said the, the, there's a galactic council within the sun. And people who observe the sun, it's very apparent that there are unidentified objects coming in and mm. out of the sun daily and i've even i even filmed the sun sometimes you even film some yeah just you can't it's so bright you can't see but i just zoom in and film for a minute and i'll catch stuff like coming in and out of it and flying past it and it's like the most obvious like evidence of something happening that we can't explain on the sun and aside it from being housing a council i would say it's also a portal mm -hmm. At the Council of Light that is assigned to the sun, understand that that also it is a powerful sun corridor that many intergalactic and even uh, interdimensional beings travel through, go to the great central sun and even beyond. So there is this beautiful corridor of solar energy that many, many uh, light beings and even ships will travel through it i have seen them myself so when you speak of tyler about taking picture and seeing an object or even seeing object are like right you can tell that it just came out they're like almost like merging with the sun through the picture and i'll tell you one thing i've seen a lot is when you communicate to the consciousness of the sun as a solar being 
when you take the same pictures, you will see almost the sun turn into a being, a conscious being. And I've seen that almost like with a crown of light that communicate to you and then tells you, yes, there's also corridor naturally. That that was a no-brainer. There's a lot of movement. So so when why putting so much energy and effort to create fear around the sun? What do you think is that? It's just right. another layer. But here's the beauty about the dark light. I always use the um, slingshot analogy. The more they push, they push, they push, they push in a dark polarity, fragmentation, polarization, the bigger the counter response in the light is. And they have realized that, especially on the last three years. The last three years or so have been crucial. And they have realized that they have pushed so much out that they have generated the counter response in the light, which we see in our reawakening, coming together, stepping into our light, start to reconnect more with our intergalactic part of ourselves and so forth. So truly what it comes down to from our own bold perspective is again, the reconciliation of the paradoxes, the grand return to bring everything back to the light as a point of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's a beautiful explanation. So what do you think? I know this is an impossible question to answer, but I'd like to get your thoughts on like what this next year, this next few years hold for us. It's a wonderful question. And I like it. We always says we talk about potential. At this point, we're past any predictions. Because predictions will be relating on fixed point, whether it's through astrology or numbers and astronomy and all of this. And I respect all of that. And this point is that there's too many changes. Everything is a constant flux of change. We can talk about the potential of what this year is about. I would say 2023, the way we perceive it, it's more of a binary year because 2023 has already a parallel and energetic parallel to 2024. So in reality, there's a lot of work or seeds and you'll be planting this year that will germinate and blossom more in the other corridor of time. So we're looking more at how these two corridor of times that you declare, that you think of calendar years are evolving. This is why for us, one of the main point, and I do say one of the main points this year is that point of reconciliation. And we can feel that the first portion of this year, it's true, we're still moving to the oscillation between what's real, what's not, where am I, you know, where do I fit? We're kind of moving to the third, the fifth, and we're coming back and forth to find our own equilibrium and where we start to landing more in terms, oh, I am on those higher frequencies and this is a trajectory that I'm going to stay on. So there's more greater potential of manifestation, something after, if I want to quantify time, I would say around the the spring equinox. There's something between spring equinox and summer solstice. This is, those are two markers 
through that timeline that you call 2023. And you have to think about, we perceive time from outside the third linear construct. We're not bound by the 3D reality. We coexist with you outside. So we're going to perceive time a little bit differently for now. This is part of the teaching that you're coming back to. Set yourself free from linear time. It's an illusion. We know that many, many have talked about this, but 2023, there's a really great potential in spring equinox and summer solstice will be more like end of March rolling into April, even May. We're going to start to feel like your thought manifests faster. So be mindful of what you're really aligning of what you, what is it you wish to re, to live? What is it that you want to bring in? We can still, there's a very distinct acceleration. And, and even on my work level, this year, my, my team has quite a, an agenda for me. They're sending me to Hawaii to reawake aspect of the Lemurian energy. Then they're going to send me to Shasta to bring the Lemurian and the Telosian. They said it's a grand reunion that will take place around the summer solstice. Now they're sending me to Clastonbury to work right at the core level of the earth and to reawaken certain of the ancient site and also the ancient codes. And then they're sending me on the ocean so we can transmute those codes throughout the oceanic life and bring it globally around the planet. Just to give you a taste of what 2023 has, has potential. Wow. Like you said, people are constantly trying to predict the future, but like nothing's happening. And the, the way you explain it, the fixed points in time don't really work anymore because everything's constantly changing. Linear time is an illusion, like you said. So it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to think there's something set in stone in the future because the future is just now moments that are constantly it's different now moments keep changing, you know, but it's always the now. It's never not the now. And that's where things happen. So you can't. <laughs> The future really doesn't exist. It's it, you can't predict, and that's why you know even technologies like Looking Glass, it would constantly be changing because it's based on the current now moment trajectory of where things are at. But that's always changing, based on what happens in your decisions and everything else. Yeah. So yeah, the most important thing is to like we are the ones creating the reality. <laughs> you know that's that's really what's happening here. So. Mm -hmm. And together, because yes. remember, when we look at, again, I respect everyone because everyone play a role and we need all of our keys together. So I want, I'm always very, very clear about that. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, Vian, you're so humble. Yes, I am humble because I recognize your light as I, I know I am. I also recognize your light. So when we look at all oh, Pluto will be conjunction in the house of Aries, and that's going to be a period where Mercury will retrograde in Venus, I would say allow yourself more of a higher interpretation of what that potential might be for you at this point, but it's no longer designed to be taken literally. And that's part also of the reawakening re process where we start to understand how all the elements play out together and shift even the blueprint of the next level of evolution. So every day where you invest your energy consistently, you believe in, and there's a continuation. This is why we repeat a lot of the messages that we offer because it creates a continuous form of an energy 
imprint that is really far more powerful to help everyone from where you are on your journey. But also remember, it is through the community. We're, we're coming back in that community here on earth because you are part of a very vast community who they know about you. And when I mean they, it can be all the intergalactic uh, groups, uh, the beings of light we work with, the masters, there's so many. You're part of a very vast community of light. So as above, so below, let's bring that back here on the earth. Right. And this is also part of living in a fifth dimensional mentality and frequency. It's more of a community frequency. I, I can support you. You support me. It's an exchange. I don't need to feed off your energy. Let's exchange. Right. It's a continuous right. flow. Yes. Right? And that's a transition yes. that needs to happen because everything right now is designed to feed off of your energy. Everything, yeah. you know, extraction of the fear. And like you said, repeating a message so that it's like programming us well that's what the dark's been doing for millennia they constantly repeat a lie until we create that reality for them mm -hmm. well we can use that same science uh, to create our, our own reality everything that's been handed to us is inverted intentionally it's everything is inverted into an anti-life agenda basically so we need to bring it back let's bring everyone back and respecting also that Ultimately, all souls evolve. Uh, it's one thing that the realms of life has taught me, because I also work with the masters. Um, I work with Master Sananda, Master Buddha come to me. And I remember the first time he came to me, he just appeared on my bed, smiling at me. He was just looking at me, smiling. Buddha, I said, why me? I'm not Buddhist. He said, it's of, it doesn't matter. I know you are at a soul level. And so I said, okay, I welcome you in my life. You're welcome on my path. And one thing that the masters and the realm of light has taught me is that ultimately dark light, polarization, wrong, right, all of this, this is part of the healing where we're returning to the one mind of creator. Uh, we are holographic projection from the one mind of creator. And we are simply have evolved throughout a multitude of lifetimes throughout creation to different points. If you look at just the Lyrans, that's another group we work a lot with. Uh, I want to bring back to the galactic, the Lyrans. They're the ones who bring the, the secret principle of the triangle and the reconciliation of the positive and the negative polarities back to neutrality. And what is neutrality? The zero point of divinity. You're coming back into that point. It says, well, your darkness has taught me a lot. It's been challenging, but ooh, it taught me a lot. And because of it, I'm carrying even more light today. And so Les's point, that point of what the Octurne says at the beginning, and, and that's why they, they've been talking to me, take the time to reconcile what needs to be reconciled within you. Because at that point, you're becoming a very powerful, balanced anchor of light. And this is how we do. It's like a domino effect. We're activating like, like trees, uh, like um, a series of light on a tree that start to get lit up. And this is what we do. We're returning, finally returning to says, oh, I thought that this identity was me. It's just a role I'm playing so I can learn from it. Okay, I'm, I'm on board now. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. 100%. 100%. Beautifully said. Assigning ourselves 
false identities is something that all everyone does in the matrix because mm-hmm. everyone was looking for purpose. They want to feel like they're a part of something. So they'll join a club or a group or the military or whatever it is. And they label, they give themselves they think that, that is label, them. right. Yeah. They give themselves that label. And when you ask somebody who they are, what they do, they only tell you the physical aspect. I'm their, I'm, their yeah. job, their occupation. Exactly. They they tell you what their they religion. Do. So yeah, learning how to shed that false identity and learn who you really are in the path of self-discovery. Like that's something I struggle with every day. Like who the hell am I? What am I doing here? You know? And it's, it's tough, but if you don't constantly ask yourself those questions, you fall into that trap. You get, you get caught up into the matrix and, and if you're not self-aware. What are you? So I really appreciate everything that you're offering, everything that you're, that you're doing for humanity right now. And uh, thank you for all that. And before we wrap up, I know that you've already touched on this throughout the episode, but maybe you can consolidate it. If somebody listening to this would like to try and make and communicate with their star family, what's a good first step? You know, we we talked about the healing journey, but in a nutshell, could you kind of lay out how somebody could achieve communication? Yes. Accept. First is to accept that there's more to you than this human identity. And being an earth human being is one of the most challenging lifetimes your soul will ever have. So that demands greater respect. You want to communicate with your star family? Accept who you are. Accept you. And of course, clear the mind. Disengage from any mental antagonist. The principle and the process of communicating is easy. It is a return to feel to your heart. But I'm afraid what will happen to me is their fear. Your group will know and they will respect that. So no fear, only light. You communicate through your light, through I walk in the certainty of my light. I accept that I am a being of light and I'm going to continue discovering that truth about me. And I'm asking my intergalactic families to support me on my journey. The moment you said that to yourself, whether it's out loud or in the power of your thoughts, and you feel it in your heart, your message is sent. It is at the speed of a thought form. And all of your thought forms are received, believe us. We can see coming from the earth waves and waves and waves of thought form energy that carry all your requests, the energy, the imprint, the intention, and we can see what part of you speak the loudest. So for example, I wish to connect with my Syrian family. <sighs> okay, I breathe, I close my eyes, I clear my mind, I'm here. But in your field, there's some part, a part of you here that's some fear. I'm not worthy, but what did it come? What will I say? If that's kind of energy that is still lingering in your field, they will know. They will respond to you. May not be in the way that you think. But I want them to come and materialize themselves right here. But remember, you're looking at intergalactic beings that exist beyond your 3D reality. They may come to you physically if they have the capacity for it, or they may project an holographic aspect, a light body aspect of themselves, which is just as valid as tangible physical matter. So yeah, again, release concept, expectation of what this communication will look like. It's Mm -hmm. consciousness 
connecting to consciousness. Thank it you. really is. Thank you for that. that Thank you. That helps tremendously. And I agree, like, get, like, get rid of your concept, your idea of what you want it to look like. Yeah. Release and it. I, yes. I feel like that'll go a long way because we, we hear other testimonies and other experiencers share their stories of communication and contact. We want ours to look like that, or we expect it to look like that. And when it doesn't, we're let down, but you might be missing the sign that's right next to you because you're looking for something else. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, this has been wonderful. You've shared so much today. Uh, thank you for joining yes. us. Can you please let people know how to find you? Of course, with pleasure. The best way is really to our beautiful website, which is called Infinite Healing from the Stars dot com infinite healing from the stars dot com we have a lot to offer we have an ascension library we're building a beautiful library of free meditations and they're completely free they're tools to assist everyone every day uh, to really clear yourself reaffirm today i take a deep breath of my heart i am ready to be of service and service can be even from your home even for those who are retired or work from home or have families, you can be of service. Everything is an invitation to awaken, even when you're brushing your teeth. I have the greatest experience when I brush my teeth because I'm so present. My mind is completely out. I don't think about anything. I'm just here. And next thing I know, I look above me. Oh, there's a portal opening. Oh, I see my internship opening. And they're looking at me and they said, okay, remember we're here. And I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm glad that you are. They're like, you missed a spot. Don't forget to use mouthwash. Yeah. And they go like, your gums are sensitive. You need to floss. And I'm like, I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Funny. They help me. They help me navigate through life. But remember, assistance, guidance is available to anyone. I am no exception. The only exception about me is how I came back to your planet. Yes. It really is. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you again. This has been yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, guys, go check out their website. Um, and any of you, you know, this is one interview. So I encourage anyone listening to this to go into some older interviews that she's done because there's an, uh, just a library of knowledge there and an infinite supply of information. And there's a lot to learn from uh, Vivian. So thank you. And uh, if you feel compelled to join us, this year, May 22nd through 25th in Grafton, Illinois, come hang out with us at our conference. Grab a ticket at journeytotruthcon.com, and we hope to see you there. Thank you for tuning in. We love you all, and good night.